Hello and welcome to On Leading with Greatness. I'm Jim Salvucci of Guidance for Greatness. This week's installment, How I Lost My Voice, Incuriosity Kills the Kid. Curiosity is insubordination in its purest form. Vladimir Nabokov What is the connection between curiosity and dissent? The U.S. is a curiously incurious society when it comes to curiosity. I'm not suggesting we are not curious about stuff. What I mean is we are not curious about our own curiosity. Why, for instance, are we interested in learning about the intricacies of, say, the British royal family, but are less so in understanding the political machinations of our own national leadership? Is William versus Harry any more scintillating than Marge versus Alexandria? The Russian-American author, Vladimir Nabokov, in his novel Ben Sinister, wrote, Curiosity is insubordination in its purest form. This association of curiosity and insubordination resonates with me because my experience bears it out. For instance, I don't tell the story often, but I once had my voice taken away because of my curiosity. I'm not sure I ever got it back entirely. The Curious Tale of What Happened to My Voice When I was a kid, I was a pretty good student and would remain so until high school when I purposely dumbed down a bit, which I wrote about in a piece entitled Get Smart. I had a vast and deep pool of curiosity and wanted to absorb everything I possibly could about the world, which, among kids on this planet, rendered me utterly unremarkable. In sixth grade, my teacher, Miss Whatever, got married midway through the year to some luckless soul with low self-esteem and became Mrs. Who cares? I'll strike an equilibrium by calling her Ms. Who Knows. If I seem contemptuous of her, you don't know the half of it. After all, she stole my voice. Like most kids, I wanted to learn. For one thing, I love science. Ms. Whoadoodle did not love science, although she taught it. She did not love math, although she taught that as well. In fact, she did not love any of the subjects she taught, nor did she love teaching and learning at all. All her knowledge was limited to what was in the textbook, which was most disturbing since... All kidding aside, our science book still had a section about the recent launch of Sputnik by the Soviet Union and how the U.S. would have to catch up. That was all just fine, but for the inconvenient fact that I was reading this book in sixth grade, years after the final Apollo moon mission, and even after Skylab had been abandoned in space. Nonetheless, Ms. Why Get Out of Bed was not perturbed at all by our grossly outdated books since her sole goal as a teacher was to assure that her students displayed no more intellectual curiosity than she or her colleagues, which is to say none. I actually can recall the exact moment of my defeat at the hands of Ms. What's the Point when I earned her ire once again by doing the one thing that most curious people and all children do, asking questions. Here's what happened. Ms. What's-a-who's-it was struggling to explain the relationship between time zones and the Earth's rotation. She was clearly baffled. At some point, though, I got it. I got that the Earth was constantly rotating and that the time of day, as measured by the relative position of the sun, would be different in different parts of the world. Cool. I had an idea. Up in the air went my hand, perhaps for the last time with such enthusiasm, and... Ms. Who's-a-what's-it called on me with a sigh. 
she braced herself for an exasperating one. It wasn't that I was trying to confound her. It was just that confounding her was unavoidable since she was never more than one degree removed from being confounded. I queried, Miss, what a jerk. What if someone went up in a helicopter and hovered in place for 24 hours? Wouldn't they see the Earth move below them and be able to land exactly where they started the next day? She glared at me. In addition to expressing curiosity, I compounded my overstep in that moment by capturing the attention of the other kids and accidentally sparking the little intellectual curiosity they managed to protect and preserve in themselves. That spark needed to be suppressed before their imaginations were fired anew, but it was too late. They started asking questions, too. Ms. Why bother at all? Sighed again, looking cross and hissing back. Why would anybody want to be in a helicopter for so long? It would be boring. She looked rather pleased with herself. I was flummoxed, stammering something about just wanting to know, and she shut me down right there. Unfortunately, she was too late. The other kids were now engaged by my question and started shouting out ways to make it not so boring to hover in a helicopter for 24 hours. Someone suggested sending two people up in the copter to keep each other company, but Ms. Witchadoodle replied that then two people would be bored. The kids persisted with their speculations, though. It was turning into a nightmarish group thought experiment. One had the clever idea of sending the two pilots up with board games to keep them stimulated. Everyone loved this proposal, shouting out the names of their favorite games, and a consensus was quickly hammered out. All this was too much for Ms. What-A-Tool, and she blew up at the class in general, and at me in particular, shaming and humiliating me in front of my peers. It was at that precise moment that my curiosity was finally extinguished. My school and its champion, Ms. Why You Here, had, at long last, won their war of attrition with me. I fell mute, stripped of my voice, which I would not regain in any significant way until grad school when I stopped giving so much of a hooey what teachers thought of me. For the record, I still struggle to speak up in groups, even as I force myself to do so regularly. I tell this tale not to elicit your sympathy for my childhood trauma, which is admittedly mundane, middle class, and entirely first world. My main reason for telling this tale is to show how my classroom question was, for me, just innocent curiosity. While to Ms. Who Could Love Her, that curiosity was open insubordination. In her bony brain pan, I was trying to upstage and humiliate her. Really, I just wanted to imagine and wonder and know the elements of curiosity, of learning, and, for what it is worth, of childhood. Curiosity is insubordination. You see this sort of thing operate in the workplace as well. A simple inquiry is regarded as a form of resistance. I have myself been accused of insubordination on the job for merely asking why. Why are we pursuing this course of action? What sort of a mind is so easily challenged and sent into crisis by another's question? I'm just curious. The association of curiosity with insubordination is perhaps why our society is so incurious about our curiosity or its lack, why we are so willing to let go of and even suppress the natural curiosity of our youth, why we have designed an education system and a work culture that quash curiosity, why merely asking in certain settings is tantamount to dissent. Some creep even coined a phrase about the alleged dangers of curiosity. Curiosity killed the cat. Well, damn it, cats have nine lives, so a single death by inquiry can't be all that bad, can it? Besides, the complete saying is, 
Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. In other words, having your curiosity met is actually invigorating, if not reanimating. The fact that we only quote the first part, I think, is most telling. I urge you as I urge myself, recapture the shreds of your childhood spirit of inquiry. Dare to wonder, even if others think you a little incorrigible. What do you have to lose? I just want to know. How often do you wonder about your own sense of curiosity? What do we lose by regarding curiosity as insubordination? To be a great leader, you must cultivate the natural curiosity that arises in yourself and others and will lead you to success. And I can help. Click on the essay for your free consultation. If you want to learn more about how to become a great leader in this world of bad bosses, visit guidanceforgreatness.com. You can ask questions or make suggestions by emailing me directly at info at guidanceforgreatness.com. I would love for you to join the conversation by leaving a comment. Likes and reviews are always welcome as well. Please share this post on social media. And be sure to subscribe to have a Leading with Greatness sent weekly to your inbox. I look forward to hearing from you.